Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Players NIL podcast. My special guest and a unique guest today, Mr. Ryan Cronin. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. Really excited to talk to you. Well, you know, I'm so excited because um, you come from a world that I know nothing about, and I am a sponge. I love to learn, and I love to listen, and I love to use the stories that I hear in my future conversations. So, you know, we're going to get to the sports part of of our connection, but let's go back to, uh, you know, some of your youth uh, memories. You're an artist. You're a high school lacrosse coach. You have kids that are involved in athletics. So clearly sports has been part of your life. Tell me a little bit about when you were young, your first experience, your first game, who your teams were that you cheered for, who did you play ball with? Tell me a little bit about your background. Yep. So um, I'm the youngest of three kids. Um, my brother is, uh, he's a couple years older than me. And then I have an older sister. My father played uh, football and baseball up at Syracuse. So he's a college athlete and, you know, played in the Air Force, traveled around uh, playing ball and at different Air Force bases. And um, my mother's father was a uh, professional baseball player when the um, <clears throat> Braves organization was in Boston. So, um, you know, a big baseball family there. And uh, my dad was a coach and, um, you know, pr- athletics was heavily promoted in our family. We, pl- we played everything. We played hockey. We played basketball we played soccer football lacrosse all of it and um you know the idea was that my father promoted was you you know the life lessons that you learn on the field you know with your team and what you know the the confidence you build in yourself the willingness to uh share the ball work with others and to work together for a common goal those were really um all points of emphasis that you know, resonated and he promoted heavily to, you know, not only us, but all the kids in our, in our small community. And I grew up in Westchester, New York. So, um, Westchester County down by New York. So, um, you know, he was pivotal in developing the (coughs) baseball program. So to start a program is not a foreign idea to me. You know, I saw all the work it took and the time my father spent, you know, loving the kids, loving the game promoting whatever game he was uh, coaching. And, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, over time resonated with me. And, you know, being in a community with a uh, developing lacrosse program, I, you know, stepped in up here and, uh, you know, it just felt comfortable, felt familiar, you know? Yeah, well, I I love it. And for those of us that have lined fields and strung nets and picked up kids to make sure they go to practice, you know, I resonate with that. I, I love that. And it was in your genes. And, you know, part of the message here at the Players NIL is, you know, how do you use athletics to better your life? And uh, I agree with your father. You know, it's a great way to do it. You know, I tell people all the time, you can do it through science. You can do it through travel. You can do it through food. You can do it through art. You happen to also be an artist. So yeah. your father was an athlete. You were brought up in an athletic-minded household. You were part of building programs. Where'd the art come in and when did you know that you had an interest in art? Um, specifically on my 16th birthday, my father took me down to White Plains to B&H Photo and he brought me, he, uh, he purchased for my birthday, my first um, still camera. I've, I was expressing an interest in photography at that point 
and uh, he um, took me down there and got my camera for me. So um, at that point, you know, at 16, I was uh, sort of exploring, you know, other things other, other than just athletics. I mean, we were all over the place. We were, you know, water skiing, skateboarding, snowboarding, everything, you know, basketball, lacrosse, all of it. So, um, you, you know, I think it's just part of having a support group, that, you know, behind you, behind myself uh, personally that, you know, helped facilitate any interest I, I, I was into, you know, and, uh, yeah. and that, you know, started the, the, the journey through, uh, to art, you know, to art school and then um, where I am today, you know, so um, yeah, just having that support group is huge as a young person and, you know, no matter what it is, it's a journey, whether it's athletics, art, music, uh, you know, finance, whatever it is, you start somewhere and move forward and without, you know, the support group behind you, you know, it's, it's a little more difficult, you know, but I was fortunate yeah. to have that family that promoted, you know, keeping me busy and, you know, health, healthy and, you know, promoted that idea, no matter what it was, art, music, you know, my brother's a musician, um, you know, so they, they facilitated any need we, we had, they were always more than willing to help out. So, I, you know, ultimately it all, it all lays on, the, on them, you know, my parents, so very great. Yeah, well, it's an, it's an eclectic background and my experience is that traditionally people are left brain, right brain, and, and sometimes they don't cross over. And so the combination is, uh, is very interesting. Um, I, I've looked at some of your, your photos, some of the images online, and you have a style. I don't know what it's called. Do you have a, how do you describe your art? Uh, you know, I'm, an, um, I'm heavily influenced by American pop art of the nice. 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, I don't really like to pigeonhole myself by, you know, uh, um, determining what kind of style I am. I think that's maybe the critics and someone else's job to kind of uh, tell, tell the world what kind of painter I am. But, um, you know, it's, it's uniquely my own. You know, it's, it's something that develops over time and, and the process and the repetition of, of the craft, understanding the craft and then making it something uniquely uh, my own. And, and that's where the relationship, I believe, that's where the relationship between um, athletics and art kind of comes together is um, that you put the work in every day, no matter what it is you do. You know, like lacrosse, you have this tool, you have this stick that you have to learn how to, you know, master or begin to master at a young age. And you put the time in every day, whether it's, you know, at an organized practice or in the backyard, you know, there's arguments um, uh, to which one is more valuable and what, where, you know, where the, what, which, which version the kids really um, get more out of. But, you know, it starts with that desire, right? To, to master the, the tool that you're, you're using, be creative with it, develop something uniquely your own and push forward. And then like what you're doing is, is something completely, all, you know, brand new and so, so helpful to, I think, student athletes where, you know, it's next level stuff where you're giving them the resources and, 
the, uh, the platform to help them like market and brand and move forward with, with their craft, um, which is absolutely huge, you know, because in art school, we could have used a, a portion of that um, <laughs> in our curriculum, I think it would help a lot of artists move forward because it's not just about the process or um, as you know, the craft is what you do, you know, after, after you get out of school and you're out there in the world, you know, so in the professional yeah. world. So I, I, you know, reading what you're doing, it's like, it resonates with me to, you know, how helpful this would be for young, uh, you know, developing artists as well, you know. Well, cool. I appreciate that. And, and I look forward to working with you on that. Before we get to what you currently, your current passion project, I just have uh, three, three images that I just want to ask about, because you have some sports wound into your eclectic yeah. art. The yeah. first one is uh, a pair of uh, blue Nike running shoes with some drumsticks on top of them. Yeah. What was the inspiration? Behind, what was that inspiration? The, um, that was uh, for a, a, like a turkey trot, a marathon uh, that we were, we were running okay. here. And uh, I, I did the t-shirts for them. And because a lot of my work, I, I translate into merchandise, right? Because, you know, the idea is you want to reach different audiences. The art world, you know, can kind of be somewhat exclusive, right? To only, there's always been a conversation about who appreciates art and who's able to appreciate art. And, you know, if you weren't really raised in a, in a, in a um, surrounding that supported the arts where you went to museums, then, you know, in galleries, then you really didn't have that um, exposure to the, to the world of art. So part of what I like to promote is, you know, putting my original works on pieces of merchandise that at different price points, right? You reach different audiences and, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to grow your audience that way through, you know, where it's, it's more accessible to um, a larger group of people, which I'm all about cool. it. Yeah. The second one is a, uh, an image of a runner. It looks like just a pair of pants with a pair of Nikes. And it says, just do it, which is a Nike expression. It looks like might be a, a wool cap on the ground. What's that, what's that about? <laughs> Mark, that's uh, um, that's from an old. It's actually um, a pile of poop there, and that's about the oh. old the old phrase. Um, if I could say it, uh, a shit kicking good time, you know. So, okay. uh, you know, a, a little humor and a little fun in in my work as well. You know. Cool. Well, that's great. So then, the last question I have about your art is: seems to be a lot of umbrellas. Tell me why umbrellas and what they mean to you. What do they symbolize? Well, you know, simply, um, you know, uh, the, um, the idea of protection, right? Being under something, being protected by, you know, protected from something, you know, and um, it also to me, is, uh, there's a little bit of an abstraction in my work. Um, so to me, the, as a form, um, the umbrella has, you know, interest as, as just an abstract form to me. You yeah. Know? So, well, it, it's awesome. And, you know, again, it's a little bit beyond me, but I, I tell people all the time, I can't cook, but I sure do love to eat, you know? Yeah, right. And, and I can't sing, but I sure do love music. Well, yeah. I can't draw, but I do like your art. I'll tell you that. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's part of it. Like, you know, you can't, you know, you can't let your fears 
you know, I, I preach this to the kids on the, on the lacrosse field is, you know, especially when they're young, learning a new sport in our community, lacrosse has sort of been slow to take off, you know, and I've seen so many of the kids, um, you know, who play with fear, right? Or they're, yeah. they're, they're nervous about dropping the ball and, you know, um, that element of fear. And, and until we lose that, you know, we're not going to be able to move forward. So um, yeah. it's a huge step in, in any, any individual's um, journey is to kind of push beyond that fear, get comfortable with it, and then move through it. So, um, yeah, like Great. I said, I started out in a film and video background and then thought of painting as like, the uh you know the hierarchy of the art world that was sitting on top and then everything else kind of fell to the bottom and, and but until i actually picked up a paintbrush you know did i realize that i had something to contribute again you know over time it was developed into something that um you know is unique and it's my own and i own it through my through my time and my my effort put into it every day you know i love it we have a few minutes left, but uh, this is the most important part of it is, you know, the second part of our mission is to use athletics to better the lives of the people around us. You've built a program, you're building a program using lacrosse in Africa. Tell us about the program, tell us, what's, tell us what the mission is and give us an update of where you are. Yeah, so I'll start in um, 2019. I uh, was an artist in residence in um, Senegal in a uh, remote uh, part of uh, Senegal is about eight hours east of Dakar called the Tambacounda region and at the um, at the Thread Artist and Cultural Center there I spent the month of September and the only thing they ask is that you share something with the community there so um, I brought four boys lacrosse sticks with me and a, and a bunch of um, balls and tennis balls and and uh, so this, the first week I was there, I was a little hesitant to kind of introduce it. I didn't want to seem like I was, you know, just coming in and, you know, step, stepping in and, and push, too pushy. So um, by the second week, once the couple of the kids saw me with a stick, they approached me. And then by the end of that first week, we were, um, I used my luggage as like little box goals. And we had like, you know, little two on twos inside the, there's a tennis court there. so. Um, it was like, you know, there was a fence around it, so it was easy to keep the ball contained because the ball was, you know, the ball was really on the ground a lot. But um, we were, do so for the next three weeks, we did, uh, you know, every night from five to like 7.30, um, the kids would show up at my studio. I'd, I'd paint all day and then they'd show up at the studio and want to play from five to seven, 7.30, just before dinner. And um, the kids, and um, it was mostly boys at that time, a few girls and a couple of adults came out to check out the game and uh, the kids absolutely loved it. So we, um, I left the sticks there, left all the equipment I brought with me there. And then when I got back, we did a fundraiser and we raised money for um, like 30 practice jerseys, the dry fit practice jerseys. And I put Cynthia and lacrosse on it and the Senegalese flag on the back. And um, we sent another 10 sticks, boys sticks over. So, um, so you know, then the pandemic hit, right? And then mm -hmm. kids were playing on their own and really enjoying the game. And then the pandemic came, you know, 
settled in and that kind of you know crushed uh, any plans of me heading back early um, to uh, help develop the game um, but uh, as of last year I was uh, asked to return um, and and help develop the game further because the kids are really expressing an interest so um, the found La course is the foundation I'm working with um, they are generous enough to um, pay for uh, all my housing and transportation and when we're there we have to fly ourselves there but once we're there uh, the foundation takes over and sets it up so the plan is I'm leaving with my son Monday and we're going to do um, four, four nights of, um, you know, two-hour clinic uh, for four nights next week. And I'm bringing another, um, I think, 15 girls sticks. And we, we have uh, two collapsible goals that um, were donated. And uh, we're just trying to get sticks in hand and um, really, you know, develop the game and develop the coaches there, try and get some adults. There's a couple of uh, adults in the village that have expressed an interest in learning the game and um, helping, you know, volunteer coaching and that, which is, you know, a real point of emphasis is get, getting, uh, you know, the right people involved to help coach the game. So great. Uh, yeah. what's, the, what's, the name of, what's the name of the organization again, Ryan? Where can people yeah. learn more about it? La Corsa. La Corsa is the um, name of the organization that is, they run a human, uh, humanitarian and healthcare initiative in uh, that region of Senegal. And uh, they've, they've been absolutely beautiful. And they, they also run the artist in residency program there. So um, again, it was amazing for me to be, have the opportunity, you know, to introduce the game of lacrosse and work on you know my my own art career there so it's fantastic so yeah the game uh, you know we, ever since we started this conversation i've i've uh you know get been in touch with um the african association of lacrosse and had conversations with them about developing the game in senegal because um there are nations in west africa that are really starting to um, develop the game uh, ghana is really making strides. Um, so, and they've put me in touch with one uh, gentleman in um, Dakar, Senegal, who has some experience with the game. So the idea is to develop the game in, in Eastern Senegal, where I will be, and then also help promote um, um, this one coach's efforts in Dakar by you know, sending equipment and, and um, sticks and equipment to um, both locations over the night. And we've well, already got, we already have an, um, another trip scheduled for November. So, you know, we're, we're going to be looking for um, volunteers, people that want to go over and, and grow the game. And I've reached out to a couple uh, professional lacrosse players already, and they're, you know, starting conversations with them. Every, you know, the lacrosse, as you know, is a pretty small community and everybody's pretty willing to help each other out. So, um, you know, we have momentum and it's looking pretty, I'm super excited about what's, what's about to happen there. That's great. You know, uh, you and your wife, Melanie, reached out to me last week. And when I spoke to her, I don't think she knew about my lacrosse contacts, but once, once I told her, she said, oh boy, this is gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> you know, pil pillar number four in the players NIL, pillar five pillar, um, course is community service and philanthropy and ryan you exemplify that 
at yeah. the most extreme level. And, you know, I, I wish you luck with that. If people want to learn more about your art, what's your website or where's your gallery? How can they find you? Yeah, you can, uh, it's, you can Google my name, Ryan Cronin artist, and, uh, that'll bring you to the website. The website is, uh, cronartusa.com. And we are, um, here in New Paltz, New York in the beautiful Hudson Valley. Uh, we're right in downtown, downtown New, uh, New Paltz. We have the brick and mortar gallery. We've been here seven years and, uh, you know, every year it's, it's just growing, keeps moving Great. forward. All right, we have a minute left. And in that minute, you're going to give advice to, you know, young Ryan Cronin, the high school athlete, the budding artist, and all of those kids today that have a passion that involves sports and something outside of sports. Give me a minute of your best advice. Yeah, uh, just, you know, like I was saying earlier, um, you're going to fail. You're going you're gonna to share success. Just keep, if you believe in yourself and believe in the people around you, number one, find good people to work with, right? Uh, always share the ball. Don't be the guy like that's always shooting the ball, you know? And the, the game will teach us that uh, pretty quickly. Uh, you know, do good work, help yourself, help your family, be good to your family, and be good to the community around you. And uh, don't be afraid to take risks, calculated risks. Uh, some of those are going to pay off. Some of those are going to not, you know, not end up that successful. But it's, it's a journey. This thing, life that we're on is a journey and we're all human beings. And nobody, um, nobody started off on top. You know, we all had to claw our way up there. And, and through hard work and uh, a lot of love for yourself, number one, love yourself and your family and your community. And, uh, you know, that's going to pay dividends throughout your whole life. So um, that's, that's it. And stay positive. Well, that, Always positive. <laughs> well, that, that's not it. That's a whole lifetimes of experience there. And, you know, as we build the players NIL to be a, uh, a center of excellence, helping to guide athletes through the athletic career, post-career guidance, balance is so important. And I love your balance in your life. I respect your art. I respect your community service efforts and I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And I want to say thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you, Mark. And I love what you're doing too. I'd love, and I'd love to see it uh, translate to young, like I said, young developing artists as, as well. It's, it'd be huge for them as well. So good work. Thanks. Thank you very much. All right. Talk to you later.